Good morning. The, the young people are dismissed. Children are dismissed. There they go. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Good to see your smiling faces. If you have your Bibles, if you go to Joshua chapter number one, we continue our series that we've just begun in the book of Joshua. And actually, this first sermon is a two-parter. This is part two. And I want you to be able to take Old Testament stories and apply them to your New Testament life. The Bible says that's why we have these Old Testament stories. They give us examples and encouragements that we can take those principles and promises and we can apply them to the here and now. So we want to do this with this great book of Joshua. Joshua chapter number 1. And if you would, we'll start reading right at verse number 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's a good one, isn't it? Be strong and courageous because you will lead this people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law. My servant Moses gave you, do not turn from it to the left or to the right, so that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, and then you'll be prosperous and successful. Verse 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Can you say amen? Oh, what a beautiful portion of Scripture. You know, the book of Joshua is an exciting book. It's a faith-building book. It's inspiring and it's instructive. That's the key. It's instructive and it's very important that you and I learn and apply these eternal truths and principles to our walk of faith. For each one of us has a spiritual inheritance God wants us to claim. Each one of us has precious promises God has given us, and He wants us to possess and enjoy them. In fact, every one of us has a divine purpose that God has ordained that we fulfill with our lives. And just like the text tells us, God gives these things, but as His people, we must claim these things by faith. We, we take the blessings of salvation and we make them personal and practical by faith. Faith and obedience um, actively pursues God's will and reaches for God's best. So the book of Joshua will show us scriptural principles, principles of faith that will enable each one of us to advance in God, to see progress and achievement, to enjoy the Christian experience that God intends all of His children to enjoy. 
Now, this picture of Joshua going into the promised land is not a picture of heaven. There'll be, there'll be no Jerichos in heaven. You can trust me on that. There'll be no giants there. It's a picture of the victorious Christian life. It's a picture of the believer claiming his or her inheritance in the Lord. You see where Egypt is that picture of when we were lost and slaves to sin, but we've come out of Egypt. He's delivered us. We've been redeemed by the blood of that lamb. But we're in the, many are in the wilderness and they're kind of wandering. I mean, they're out, but they're not in. You see, they're out of the old, but their Christian experience is just kind of mediocre. God loves them and there's manna, but they're kind of going in circles, not making a lot of progress. Where God says, I don't want you to die in the wilderness. There's a place of promise out there. I want you to enter into what I have for your life. I have an inheritance. I have a fullness. I have rich blessings for your life. Now, there'll be some giants that'll try to deter you. There'll be fortified cities that will try to withstand you but if you follow my plan and you walk in my power you can have my best somebody say amen that's what god's speaking here it's a beautiful thought you see in this journey of faith god will god's will is for your progress and my progress for our achievement and our victory he brought us out that he might bring us in and there will be hindrances along the way that's life there will be setbacks we're all human there's challenges there is an enemy opposition along the way just just like joshua but god he's able to see us through and god will help us and god will guide us if we'll follow his plan and if we'll trust his word and his promises now we noted last week that god is calling us to advance and We broke it down into three main areas, three main areas. When we're talking about um, the imagery of taking the land and the inheritance, what are we talking about? Number one, spiritual growth. God desires every one of his children to go forward, to advance in spiritual growth. That means the, the, the character of Jesus, to grow and mature in the faith and the fruit of the Spirit. That, that, that means my life should be getting pure. That, that, that I should be dying to this and developing that. And I should, the transformation of going from faith to faith should be taking place in my life. It is the will of God that every one of His children grow spiritually, mature spiritually, and we never stop. Number two, it's personal achievement because God wants to bless your life. And there are promises He has for your life. There are goals and godly goals and desires and destinies for your career, for your family, for your finances. This is personal achievement. God wants to bless your life. God wants you to lay claim of those promises and apply them to your family. He wants you to see the promise He spoke to your heart when you were young finally come to pass. And so again, God is calling us to advance in personal achievement. Again, it could be your career. It could be promises in your family. It could be physically finally receiving that healing. You name it, but God desires to bless His children. He's a good God who has a good plan, but it's by faith we pursue it and embrace it. Hallelujah. Number three, God is calling us to advance. Not just in spiritual growth, not just in our own personal achievements and our our personal endeavors, but God is calling us to advance in our kingdom, really advancement, our our kingdom production, our kingdom production. You see, this is um, the cause of Christ and his church. Every Christian has a part to play while they're on this earth. 
Every Christian has a gift to give, has a sacrifice to offer. Every Christian has a ministry that God wants us to find and serve others. There's someone God has ordained for your life to touch. And every Christian has something to contribute, an assignment that's been entrusted, lives to touch for our Lord and for His church. God wants us to advance in our ministry. Now, I think Jesus kind of summed up all these three areas when He said, John 15 In verse 16, he said, you did not choose me. We know that. I didn't find the Lord. He was never lost. Not one day was he lost. Amen. But I certainly was lost. I certainly was walking in circles and he found me. His grace found me. His mercy found me. Amen. And he woke me up. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. And now that he chose us, what did he choose us to do? He didn't choose me to sit on the bench. He says, I've appointed or I've ordained you to go and basically be fruitful, be productive in your life. Whether it's walk with God, be productive, grow in God, advance in God. Don't be the same person you were ten years ago. Be more like Jesus tomorrow than you were yesterday. Amen? Overcome those things that are not where they need to be. And walk in the fullness of God's blessing. But be fruitful in your own personal life. Believe God to work in your family. Believe God to work in your marriage. Believe God to bless those children, to reach those grandchildren. Trust God for your finances. Believe the Lord. And also in your service to the king, he says, I've called you and I've ordained you to be fruitful as you serve me as part of the family of God in the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Last week we began and we covered, number one, how God equips us. God equips us for advancement. He calls us, he equips us for advancement. If you are a child of God in the will of God, then rest assured You are not lacking. You are not limited. But you are completely adequate to fulfill your role, to face that opposition, and to advance in the fullness of your salvation. I want you to know if you're in the will of God, God has equipped you to advance in blessing and in victory, to fulfill your role. If it's a parent, God's going to anoint you and bless you to be the best parent you can be if you'll let Him. If it's to be a witness on the job and you're the only one, God says, I have fulfilled you for that role to be a bright and shining light in the midst of all that darkness. If you're in my will, if you're walking in faith, then God says, don't you ever think that you lack? Don't you ever think that you're limited? One plus God is always a majority. If you're in the will of God, you're walking by faith with the living God, then wherever you presently are, you are equipped to fulfill your role in that place. Don't ever think I can. That is not in the vocabulary of the child of God. Are you in the will of God? Then you can. If you're not in the will of God, then run and get back to where you need to be. This stuff isn't complicated. If God's for you, Jericho will come down. If he's not, little Ahi will whip your tail every time. It's not complicated. If the Lord be pleased with us, if the Lord is with us, we can do all things. Now, if we miss the mark, we're hurting, brother. Amen? If we miss the mark, look out. But I don't want to miss the mark. Amen? So, number one, you are equipped. Don't think you're not. That's the lie of the devil. You are. Someone says, I am. Get some faith around. I am. I am. Hallelujah. 
Some of y'all got to raise your kids, the grandkids, everyone else's kids. If God's with you, you'll raise the whole neighborhood if you have to. I'm trying to tell you, God will give you grace. God will give you grace. Nothing's too hard for God. If he can open up the Red Sea, he can give you grace. Daily bread, day by day, day by day. Oh, hallelujah. Someone say amen. Starting to feel good now. Now I'm trying to encourage someone. No matter where you're at, if you're in God's will, victory has been ordained for you. You can fulfill your role and you can face that opposition. Whatever that opposition might be, if God be for us, who can be against us? You are not the victim. You are the victor. Glory be to God forevermore. We serve the living God. We're not fleeing back to the, to the wilderness. We're not going backwards. We're standing firm in faith and we're going to see the salvation of the Lord. God equips us for our present role in our opposition and he equips us to advance in the fullness of our salvation. I like that. You know, God has so much more for each one of us to enjoy. God has rivers and depths of this salvation that we can grow in. Don't ever become complacent or satisfied in your Christian experience. Because God says, I've equipped you to know me like you've never known me before. To be filled with my spirit. You know, there was a, a young kid brought home. His report card, and it wasn't a very good one. He didn't know what it wasn't. He was no honor roll kid here. This was not a good report card. And his mother says, well, what do you have to say about this? The little boy looks and says, well, one thing's for sure. You know I ain't cheating. Amen. <laughs> he said, well, I'm telling you, know, I ain't cheating. Well, <laughs> there's a point to the story here. There's a point. You know, I want you to know every one of us can get A's on our spiritual report card. Because God doesn't judge us by our heritage, by our education, or He judges by our faithfulness and our obedience. He doesn't judge us by our gifts. If He judges us by our gifts, those people that got all these gifts, what would we do? The rest of us are just plotters, amen? The rest of us is just put the hard hat on, pick up our lunch bucket, right? What would the rest of us, the flannel shirt gang, that's me. What would we do? But God doesn't judge us. He judges us. Are you faithful with what you have? Are you obedient to what I tell you? That's it. And everyone, within the sound of my voice, you can get straight A's on your report card from Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We said last week's 2 Peter 1 and 3, God equips us. It's a beautiful verse. His divine power, see that word has. Not someday. No, no, not in the sweet by and by. His divine power has given us Everything, all things, everything we need for life and godliness. Isn't that beautiful? So point number one we preached last time, God has equipped us for our advance. You see, Joshua was not in a very easy situation. I mean, trying to fill the shoes of Moses, that, that, that's quite a task, amen? He's going to lead this group of people. They're they, they such hard people to lead. They cost Moses the promised land, and now he's, he's got to lead this group, Amen. Um, he's facing a difficult assignment. He's been entrusted with a very challenging commission. But God had prepared and equipped him to get the job done just like he has you, just like he has me. God equips us. Number two, God calls us to advancement. Not only does he equip us, but God calls us. It's God's will for our advancement. God calls his people Forward. This is God's will. He said, Joshua, haven't I command? Have I not commanded thee? Haven't I been the one that has called you and urged you to march forward? 
Isn't it my will that you overcome that? Isn't my will that you possess that? Isn't it me that has declared you are the head and not the tail? That you are more than a conqueror? And God, just like back then, today calls us forward to grow in that grace, to to press towards that mark, to receive the prize of God. God promises, but you and I must be the people that respond to the call of God. Spiritual complacency is, is an enemy to the people of faith. Spiritual complacency. You've got to always guard our hearts. The little boy, it sounded like some Christians like the little boy that prayed. He was overheard praying, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having a real good time just like I am. <laughs> some people get satisfied with where they are. In Christ Jesus. But you know, if you're not going forward, guess what? You're going backwards in the things of God. Deuteronomy 1 and 8. Let's look at that. This is God calls us to advancement. I want you to see this because this is another verse that brings out what we are learning in Joshua. God says, now they haven't gone anywhere. They haven't crossed the Jordan. They haven't taken one city over there. See, I have. Notice how God, God speaks faith. God speaks like it's already done. God's not saying, I hope so. God says, I have given you this land. They're on the other side. He ain't given them anything. But in the mind of God, if God said it, it is. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land. Yeah, I thought you gave it to us. God said, I did. Now you got to go get it. That's what some Christians don't get. Well, if I'm healed, why? Oh, your faith got to receive this. You you, you can be saved 100 years, have 500 Sunday school pens and toss and turn all night long because you never learned how to tap into a piece of God that passes understanding. You never learned how to trust your shepherd. No, I'm not getting mad. I'm just telling people. This is we, we talk about the things of God. We sing about them, then we forget about them. Time we get down to the end of the block. I'm trying to tell you, God says, I've given you peace. That passes understanding. It's in the cross. Amen. I've given you no more condemnation. You don't got to walk in guilt and shame. It's in the I have, I have. I've given it. I've given it. I've given you joy that the world can't give. And I give, I give it. I give it. I give it. He's not dying again, folks. It is finished. How do I know what he gives? It's in the book. How do I know? It's in the book. given you but you got to go in and take possession of it god gives but we have to take it god offers it we've got to claim it for ourselves oh hallelujah glory be to god forevermore oh hallelujah come on say amen say ouch oh my lord wait i know i know i won't go down that block i'll never get to my sermon no 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 faith 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 he's you know the bible says he gives his beloved sleep Either he says it or he don't. Every child of God ought to have a good night's sleep. Amen? God gives us peace. But what about this and that? Well, you're going to die and go to heaven someday anyhow. Go to sleep. Learn to rest in God. Learn to trust God. Someone says, that's I'm, I'm trying to tell you, we live so below our high Christian standard. Oh, folks, I'm getting off now. I'm getting off now. We need to read our Bible. And when we see that promise, we need to take it as our very own. Amen? 
No ifs, ands, or buts. God, if you said I can have it, then you trust your earthly dad if he told you something. Why not trust your heavenly dad? Amen. If he gives you his word in that book and he says, here's my promise. Amen. You can be more than a conqueror. Guess what? I'm going to be more than a conqueror. Amen. If he says he'll give me wisdom, if I ask in faith and I'm expecting to have wisdom for my decisions in life, I'm going to take the promise. He says, I have given it. It's right there. What do I got to do? Claim it. What do I got to do? Believe it. What do I do? Step out on it. Hallelujah. God calls us to not mediocre, not subpar, but advancement. He calls us forward. He calls us to possess. He calls us to enjoy. God is calling the people forward, marching on. Now remember, 40 years ago, these same people had the same God, the same promised land, the same promise, but they weren't willing to move. They weren't willing to respond to the word. They said, I, we heard you, God, say we can have it, and it's done. But we're not going to believe you, and we're going backwards. And it cost them 40 years, didn't it? Unbelief and disobedience is always costly. Unbelief, disobedience is always costly. Be a person of faith. Be a person that trusts God. Be a person that hears that voice and steps out. Verse 3 is a beautiful verse. It shows us that we have a part to play. He says, Joshua, wherever your feet go. That means, Joshua, you're going to have to step out and do some walking. You're going to have to walk in some terrain that the enemy is still entrenched out there. You're going to have to go down some paths you never went before, and no one's going with you but me. But if you want my best, you've got to learn to put some feet to faith and step out over fears and step out over failures and step out of all those things that try to keep you subpar from what God has ordained for your life. Challenge. It's a challenge to walk where you've never walked before. It's a challenge to step out into an arena that you have no familiarity with and you're wondering what if this doesn't work but God says I'll bless you if you'll walk with me I'll be there if you'll step out on the promise I've given you my promise but now you've got to walk you've got to believe you've got to love again you've got to trust again you've got to sing again you've got to go out again you've got to move into that area that failure and pain and say no more no more no more no more I'm going to trust God, I'm going to advance in God, and I'm going to receive from God. Verse 3 is a challenge. It's a challenge. You're never going to get anywhere in life playing it safe. Come on, say amen. You know that. If you've ever accomplished anything in life, you didn't get there playing it safe. No, they're still making $4 an hour playing it safe, brother. No, 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 no. Right? They're still working for the man. They didn't step out and get their own business. They couldn't believe. They couldn't trust. They weren't willing to go through those sleepless nights when you're wondering, my God, am I going to be able to pay the bill tomorrow? No, no, no. It takes faith to step out. It takes faith to believe. Oh, yeah. That's why God warns us again and again. Be strong and courageous. Don't be timid. The timid don't take the land. Oh, it takes a daring faith. It takes a believing faith. It takes men and women that are not afraid of failure. You can't be afraid of failure. If you're always afraid of failure, you'll never try anything. What if you fail? Get back up. Join the rest of us. Get up. Dust yourself off. Press back in. Come on, say amen. Hallelujah. Oh, verse 3 is a challenge. The verse 5 is one of the greatest encouragements in the Word of God. As I was with Moses, 
so I will be with you. My Lord, my Lord, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Man, if that don't make you want to run, sciatica or no sciatica, in the name of Jesus, God said, oh, hallelujah, no one be able to stand. That, 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 that physics course can't stand up against you. That geometry three, it's not greater than you. That ugly boss that you just can't seem to get along with, he can't keep you from my best that I have for your life if you'll just walk with me and trust me no one will be able to stand against thee hallelujah as I was I shall ever be as I was that's why every time you read that book my lord as he was he is as he was well, but it's like a Red Sea. As he was, he still opens Red Seas. As he was, that's a giant of a problem. Giants still come down. Get out that sling and that stone of faith. Let that puppy fly. But if that enemy can just have you intimidated to hide with the rest of them. Hallelujah. Oh, I got to get going. That's all review. Verse number three, number three. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I like a challenge. I can't stand, I, you know, my wife knows me. You ask her my greatest weakness, I get bored too quick. I get bored. No, I'm bored. I'm dangerous. I get bored. I can't stand it. I get bored. It like it. I'm bored. 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 Ah. God made us to conquer. God made us for combat. He made us for conflict. That's how we were created, to overcome something. Amen? God help us. No, I'm not scaring my own heart. Oh, I'm bored. She knows that. Biggest day I got boredom. God's got to clip my wings. I'd never stay. I'd, oh, I'd quit every now. I cannot. It drives me nuts. I love a fresh battle. Amen? Things like retirement scare me. Just scares me. Scares me. Scares me. Amen? You just want to die sometimes. Oh. That's why this loves. I love this. As I was with Moses, my God, bring on the devil. Amen? No one, wherever, oh, wherever you put your feet, you're going to, oh, my Lord. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God calls us. God calls us. Man doesn't call us. The crowd doesn't call us. God calls us. Advance. Achieve. Progress. Possess. Become. Endure. Overcome. Hallelujah. Number three, God encourages us in our advancement. Now, this is interesting. Because God knows along the way we need our hearts strengthened. God knows along the way there are some mountains to climb, rivers to cross. There are some Jerichos that don't want to budge. There are some enemies They don't want to lay down and die. God knows. This is the beauty of it. God knows along the way we need to have our faith strengthened and our hearts encouraged. God knows. This is a fight of faith. Not a Sunday school picnic at Bush Gardens. God knows. So, He he doesn't just send us. He goes with us. He doesn't just send us. Here you go. That's not doing me any good. He goes with us. And he doesn't just go with us to keep score. 
critique. He goes with us to guide us and to help us and to encourage us to get the job done. That's the beauty of walking with God. If we get knocked down, you'll hear that voice of a loving father saying, get back up, son. Rise up, daughter. Here's my hand. Grab a hold and let's march on together. We might get tempted along the way maybe to get tired and turn back or compromise in some way, but we'll hear that same voice saying, no, no, son. Hold your ground, daughter. Steady your heart. Fix your focus and follow me. The word of the Lord to someone today is follow me, follow me, follow me. The path that life is taking you down might seem dark. It might be challenging. Maybe you've never been that way before. But God says, follow me. God says, take a hold of my hand and walk with me and talk with me. And I'll lead you down that road. It might stretch your faith. It might demand of you what you've never given to me before. But if you'll trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding or your own wits or your own strength, but in all your ways, if you'll acknowledge me, and trust in me. I'll direct your path. I'll give you victory over the enemy. And I'll bring you into the good of the land. This journey of faith that every one of us are on comes with spiritual stretchings and challenges. There, there's resistance. There's hindrances. Along the way, we're often confronted by the Jerichos and the giants. Big things. Hard things that try to oppose us, intimidate us, deny us God's best for our lives. But that same voice, bless the Lord, He speaks to His people. Glory be to God, we serve a God that has ears to hear and a mouth that speaks to the heart of His sons and His daughters. Sunday night we looked at John 10. My sheep, they know My voice. My sheep, they listen for My voice. And My sheep, they follow that voice. Oh, glory be to God. You'll hear that same voice in the moment of your greatest battle. You'll hear that still small voice. Stand strong, My child. Just look to Me and trust in Me. For I am with you and I am mightier than any giant you're ever going to face. You'll face the giant of death, but you won't face that giant alone. You might face a giant of divorce, but you won't face that giant alone. You might face a giant of terrible sickness or discouragement, but if you're my child, I'll be there with you. I'll fight the battle for you. You can cast your care. You can receive my grace. The devil is a liar, and I love you with an everlasting love. Hear ye the word of the Lord. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it by the grace of God. Hallelujah. God knows along the way we need our heart strengthened. But sometimes we miss the mark. And if you miss it along the way, you take a detour. You find you're lost. There is a way back. Oh, that same voice. If you'll just humble your heart. God is attracted to humility. 
like a magnet to God is attracted. If you've missed it, if you wake up and you find out I zigged when I should have zagged, I came to the fork in the road and I took the path of least resistance and it wasn't God. Listen, as soon as you get down, humble your heart and you'll hear that voice and rise up, son. Get back on track. I am a restorer. I am a reviver. Follow me and let me get you back. I'll recalibrate you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. We got to get recalibrated. That's all right. You're better than Jesus recalibrate you than make him believe everything's right. And you, you driving, you know. One old couple went out. True story. They, they, they went out for like a 30 minute ride and 15 hours later, their kids are trying to find the police after him. The old boy had an episode. Took a wrong turn. Should have went 30 minutes that way. He went, they kept going. You know, men, they don't stop for directions, you know. And he just kept going and going and going. Finally had to pull him over. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. But the Lord recalibrates you. Remember, remember them crazy, what are those crazy things we put in the cars? GPS. My car, don't, my, my car, they can't even, I can roll the window by hand. I got, you know. I'm surprised I don't got to pedal it like Fred Flintstone, all right? My, my, mine's got nothing. Mine has nothing. I'm, I, it, it's got it, it, no frill. Talk about no frill. It is no frill. Amen. But one time some friends of ours came. We were in Dallas together. And they had one of them portable GPSs, right? Oh, I was driving, but I knew Dallas a little better than they did. But I just about, I just about lost it. I, I mean, it didn't take a mile and a half for me to almost lose my, my joy and everything else. That's the stupidest thing I ever saw. If it wasn't belonging to one of my friends, I would have threw it out the window the second time. They said, recalibrating, recalibrating. I like to recalibrate. I want to go there. I'm recalibrating over here. I mean, turn. Where? Right back there. Turn. I think I missed it. I got two GPSs in my life. Got two. Grand McNally Atlas and my honey. And my honey. Amen. If I get a map, I can get anywhere. If my wife's with me, I don't need a map. If I'm all alone, look out. I, I, got, I don't. I tend to zig when I should have zag. That's all I can tell you. I'm not good at that. And if I got a map, I'll get anywhere. But I don't have a map or a wife. I'm all, it's, it's done. It's done. And, but that crazy, that but recal, I would say recalibrate. I turn this up. Now recal, my Lord, I'm recalibrated out the window. But, I, but I'm thankful that the Lord, in mercy, is willing to recalibrate our lives. Have you ever taken a wrong turn? Have you ever just said for a while, Lord, you know what? I just think I can drive without your map. I don't need that book. I don't need your map. This seems a little fun over here. And then you wake up and say, man, I should have followed the map. I should have followed God's map. And, well, Lord, how in the world do I get there from here? I, I, and, and humility. Humility. Forget 911 and OnStar. Humility. Because God gives grace to the humble. And if you ever find yourself, I miss the mark. Honesty, humility. And the grace of God will be there. Lord, I missed it. I'm sorry. I, turned, I haven't been going like I should. I haven't been listening like I should. And now I'm in a mess. Lord, forgive me and help me get back on path. And he'll come, that same beautiful voice. My sheep know my voice. We serve a God that will speak if we'll listen. We'll see a God that will instruct us through that word if we'll read it. Amen? And he'll recalibrate. And he'll get us back on track. You know, sometimes when you recalibrate, you know, you got to go 
get you, takes a little bit to get back to where you should have been. Amen. But he'll get you back if you let him. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. God knows along the way our hearts need to be strengthened. Because sometimes we get hit when we don't see it. Sometimes we make mistakes that we meant well. God knows. And God is so good to us. He escorts us and encourages us. Amen? He don't just escort, He encourages along the way. Now, the inheritance of God's people, our growth and our victory, can be claimed only by the obedience of faith. But faith and obedience demand courage. That's why three times in these nine short verses, you'll see God say, Joshua, only be strong and courageous. Before God is going to fulfill his good promise, what is demanded of Joshua? That he be strong, courageous, and obedient. Amen? That's what God's asking for. And what we see here is so beautiful. God encourages Joshua, and he encourages you and I along the journey. Along the journey. Along the journey. Number one, God gives us, he gave Joshua some precious promises. You look throughout, you'll see promise after promise. Uh, you will lead them into the land. I will give you. I will be with you. I shall. You know, friends, there are literally hundreds of promises in God's Word that you and I can receive, that you and I can get encouragement from. God gives us promises as His personal guarantee that we can trust, that we can receive strength from. God says, I'll inspire you along the way. I'll put courage in your heart along the way through my word. I'll help you to stay fueled in faith and full of expectation as you feed on my word and allow my good promises to keep up your courage. Now, friends, we should have the promises of God hidden in our heart. We, we that know the Lord, and if you're young in the faith, you really need to learn some of these wonderful promises. Find the ones that, 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 that really minister to your heart. But some really they just touch us in certain ways. But you need to know those promises and be able to put them out at a moment's notice. It is written. It is written. Back back home, um, there was an old wrestling coach. He like coached my father's generation. But he would, he would drill in those guys. Master three moves from every position. Up, down sideways, whatever, you get in this, master three, that you can go boom, 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 boom. I encourage people to master two or three promises for various situations in life. Some general promises. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 has been one of the greatest promises in my life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He shall direct your path. Through the years, how many times I didn't know what to do this way or that way, and I claim that, and I get in the prayer, Father, I'm acknowledging you. I'm not leaning on my own understanding because I don't know today from tomorrow. But you said, you'll direct me. I thank you, Lord, that you're directing me. And that peace would come, and God, it would free, it would freed God to work in my life. Amen? But that promise, um, God is my refuge, Psalm 46. God is my strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Amen? When I'm in trouble, I don't need a busy signal. Amen? When I'm in trouble, I don't want to hear the surgeon. He's three hours away. He's doing something in Orlando. I don't need that. I need a present help in time of trouble. Amen? When I'm in trouble, I need a right now God. And the Bible says he's a present help. And that, that comforts me. Um, Joshua 1 and verse 9 is one of my favorites. Have I not commanded you? 
Be strong. Now, write your name in there. Write your name in there. Joe, be strong and of a good courage. Don't be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man, I got that written in the front of my Bible, especially when I travel somewhere. You know, God is just as wonderful here as he is in India. Just as wonderful, you know, wherever he takes me. I can be as confident and full of faith there as I am when I'm at home. Because God is with me. And these are the promises that we should have promises ready for our lives. This is how God encourages us. And this is how we withstand the attacks of the enemy. Now, not by quoting the Reader's Digest, not by, well, Uncle so-and-so used to say, but like Jesus, it is written, it is written. And we go to that Word of God. Amen? My God shall supply all my needs. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And so, number one, we see that God recognized the eyes of the Lord arranged throughout the earth to do what? To strengthen hearts fully committed. God is looking for those that are serving Him and faithful, doing their best to follow after Him. And God says, I'm watching them because I'm going to strengthen their hearts. Because I know if you're in the fight of faith, you exert and you go through battles and, and there's opposition. And so therefore, God knows I need to encourage you and I'm going to encourage you, number one, through my promise. Number two, I want to encourage you with the assurance of my presence. As I was with Moses, I'll be with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, Jesus said. Oh, the beautiful comfort that we can say, Jesus, you're here. Jesus, you're good. Jesus, you're in control. No matter where life takes me, he gives us the assurance. Listen, you're going to go places you've never been before, but you're not going to go there alone. You're going to go places that in the natural will stretch your faith and they might intimidate you if you let them get to you. But I'm with you. Rest assured, if you're in my will, I'm standing by your side. He says, I'm going to give you an assurance, Joshua, that my presence will be with you. Because the enemy doesn't always lay down and die. The enemy doesn't always say, come on, you can have it. He's going to fight, but you're going to fight with me by your side, Joshua. The Bible looks and God gives Joshua a call to remember the past. Promises his presence, but this is beautiful. And I think this is a key that we need to remember. He says to Joshua, as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Joshua, remember how I was with Moses? Remember what I did with Moses? And as I promised, as I said, remember what I said? What he's saying is this, God prepares Joshua by having him review the past. This is a key to our walk of faith. Joshua, you remember how I used Moses? How I validated his leadership? How I performed mighty acts of power through his obedience? Well, Joshua, listen up. I am the same God I was back then. And what I did for Moses, I will do for you. And this is a good, a great source of encouragement for us. Remembering God's marvelous power and faithfulness and his compassion to the past 
Because He hasn't changed and His power hasn't waned and His love for us has not withered or weakened or diminished at all. Can you look back and remember how good God's been? Can you look back and remember the things He brought you through? Can you look back and be encouraged in the present? But you know the God of yesterday is the God that stands by your side today. He's saying, Joshua, this is one of the ways I'm going to encourage you as you take the land and you overcome the enemy. You're going to have to learn how to strengthen yourself. You're going to learn how to stay full of courage and full of faith. And one of the ways you do that is you remember the past. And as you remember the past, it gives you strength and courage and a daring faith for the future. We can encourage ourselves by remembering how good God has been, how He's met our needs, how He's healed our hurts, how He's brought us through. Stormy nights, how He's made a way where there seemed to be no way. We look back and we remember all the prayers that He's answered and the times of protection, the times of provision, the times that He's healed us. We look back and saw how He saved us and how far He's brought us and where He's taken us from and where He's brought us to. We look back and we see how He's kept us from so many things that should have swallowed us up, that should have destroyed our faith. And just thinking back of the past victories and visitations of the Lord should fuel our faith and ignite a fresh fight to know that's the God I serve today. That's the God who's with me today. That's the God who's calling me onward this very day. And one of the greatest things you and I learn to do is not to allow the devil to give us a spiritual amnesia. But when we're fighting the fight of faith, And we come to a place where we're being challenged and it seems like the enemy is threatening us instead of giving in to that present thing that we see, reminding ourselves of the one that stands beside us, reminding us of the one that brought us to that place, reminding us of the one that's led us from the beginning. He that began that good work in us, he shall complete it. Blessed be his name. See, God encourages us. Don't need encouragement if you're not going anywhere. Amen? But, But when you're pursuing God, And you're doing your best to walk with God. God understands you need to have some encouragement along the way. And as the encouraged Joshua, he wants to encourage you and I. He encourages us with his promises. Learn the promises of God. If you're a young Christian, you need to memorize some promises that you can speak out in a moment. Hide in your heart. Declare it like a mighty sword of the Spirit. But secondly, God says, I want to assure you of my presence. Don't you ever feel like you're forsaken or alone. God is with you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. God calls us to remember the past. One of the ways, you know, in athletics, we use that term, psych yourself up. Psych yourself up. You know, you motivate. You're getting yourself ready. getting yourself ready. One of the ways you get yourself ready for a spiritual battle is remembering what God's done in the past. You know, the devil's going to make you want you think God is dead or something. God's not dead. He wants you to forget all the wonderful things God has done in your life. When you're facing a present problem, remember what God has done. It'll get you going. You remember how He brought you through. You remember the miracles in your life. You remember the things you've seen growing up in the faith. Let it stir you up, devil. You're a liar. You're going down just like you did back then. Number four, God, and this is beyond our text, verses 16 through 18, God encourages us by the people who are with us and around us. Later on in this chapter, the people encourage Joshua. And they declare, we'll follow you as you follow God. As you followed God like Moses did, we're going to follow you. 
We're going to be courageous and stand. You just lead us, Joshua. We got your back. You've got our support. And this is important to know. You are not alone in this fight of faith. You belong to the family of God. You have brothers and sisters that will stand with you, that will pray for you, that will lock arms of faith with you. God knows that. God knows we're not meant to be isolated, lone rangers. We're meant to be part of the family and part of the body. The enemy will try to cut off the supply lines of encouragement by getting you to distance yourself from the family of God and the meetings of God. But stay faithful. Stay committed to the house of God and receive the encouragement that God flows through His people. You know, you just learn to be faithful in this area. The the preacher can miss the mark in a song. will bless you. And for a week, that song, the Holy Spirit will just use it. Amen? The the preacher could be out in left field somewhere, but just one brother or sister will greet you and give you a word of encouragement. You were on my heart in that one little thing. Amen? And God says, don't separate yourself from the family. You're playing into the enemy's track. Lastly, lastly, we wind this down. God encourages Joshua and you and I through his word. And if you see verses 7 and 8, it's really powerful. Because, again, Joshua, this is Joshua's commissioning. He's filling Moses' shoes. He's going to take the people into the land, and there are so many nations there they have to conquer. He has to walk with God each and every day. There's strong cities. There's mighty armies. And God's going to give him strategy for different ones. You have to learn to walk by faith, deal with the people. And he says, here's the key of keeping yourself up. You know, sometimes when you're in leadership, the, the more you are in leadership, there's less around you that are, you know, so you've got to learn to motivate yourself. One of the key ways, are you a head of a household? Are you the boss? And the, and, and, and the, are you, are you, well, the Word of God, daily nurturing and nourishing that Word, is what keeps us courageous, which keeps us with wisdom, which keeps us with strength each and every day. And here we see that God reminds Joshua that his success and his strength will come from feeding on God's Word. And if you'll give yourself to the Word of God, the God of the Word will give Himself to you. Look at verses 7 and 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or the left that you may be successful. Your success is tied in to your commitment to the Word of God. Your success and victory is tied in to you being courageous and strong. And where do you get that strength for each and every day? Not, not reading the funny papers, amen? Not, not, not watching the news. That'll put anyone in a depression, amen? It, it's by letting the Word of God strengthen your heart. Verse 8, Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. So that you'll be able to do it. Everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Joshua, you and I, receive strength and courage comes from meditating on that Word. Believing the promises, obeying the commandments, practicing the principles, remembering God's faithfulness. Let's walk through this real quick as we close. Underneath verses 7 and 8, that that last point up there. Number one, meditate on the Word continually. See what it says in verse 8? Day and night, day and night, meditate on the Word continually. What that says to you and I is create a good godly habit in your life. It's a habit. Um, I, I, I know I'm stepping out here on the ice, but um, how many people brushed your teeth this morning? Whew. 
Thank God. I wanted to know where to go and who to shake hands with, who not to afterwards. I wanted to know. But, you know, it was not intrinsic. You didn't grow up brushing your teeth, did you? Someone taught you. Then someone got on your case until you developed a habit to now you brush your teeth. The Word of God and reading the Word of God daily and consistently is just a habit that is created. But once we create a good, healthy, godly habit, it blesses us, doesn't it? And so he says, Joshua, here's a key to, here's a key to success. You want a key to success? It's not sending $100 into that joker on the TV. You want a key to success? If you meditate on my word continually, you, you develop the habit of daily reading my word. But how do you read the word? Number two, you read it obediently. You meditate on it continually. But what do you mean read it obediently? He says you, you, you read it with the purpose of learning it so you can apply it. You don't read it just so you can argue with someone. You don't read it to find the loophole of how you can get out of something. But he says in verse 7, he says, you read it so you'll be careful to obey it. You learn it so you can apply it to your life. Read it with the purpose of obeying it and practicing it. Read it. Number three, you'll follow the word exclusively. He says in verse 7, don't veer to the left or to the right. Stay in the straight way with the word. Amen? Stay in step with the word of God. Don't be swayed by the culture or your peer group, your peer pressures. Don't be swayed with all these things that say, take this line, believe this. No, 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 no. You follow the word of God exclusively. You don't veer to the left or to the right. You keep your life you keep your marriage, you keep your morality, you keep your priorities straight. Meditate on it continually. Read it obediently. Follow the Word of God exclusively. What is the law and the governor for our lives? The Word of God. What is the final answer for our lives? The Word of God. Number four, accept the Word of God totally. He says, so you can obey all that's in it. So you can do the whole counsel of God. We don't just pick and choose the things we like. Amen? This is God's word, not man's opinion. So he says, Joshua, listen. Do you want to fulfill your leadership and your calling? If you want to have a successful life, and you want to lead these people and do what you created to do, then you have to accept my word as your total guide and rule. You don't just pick and choose, but recognize that all Scripture, has been given so we can walk with God and know this God and live successfully for this God. Can you say amen? All right. We want to apply these to our lives now. See, every season in life, and this is my closing, every season in life, whether you're 18 or or, or you're 85, every season in life comes with responsibility and opportunity. Every season in life has duty. Every season in life, has privileges, and has challenges every season in life. So we apply it no matter who we are. If you're a teenager or you've walked with God 60 years, this word is for you. The call to advance, the call to progress, spiritual growth, personal achievement, kingdom production, it applies to all of us. And we all do it in different ways as the season in life dictate. But let's use the story from Joshua to encourage our faith and to spur us on 
to believe God and to trust God. Young people, be the one God's called you to be. Don't let things intimidate you. Don't let things overwhelm you. Just know you're in the will of God and then trust God and believe God and go for it. Be the one God's called you to be. Fulfill your divine purpose. You can do it if you walk with the Lord. There'll be challenges along the way. There'll be things that stretch your faith. But God will be with you just like he was with Moses, just like he was with Joshua. Maybe you're coming to the end of the journey. And maybe, um, you know, those days are behind you. But you know what? The life you have left to live. Walk faithfully. Walk obediently. Be a blessing. Be fruitful. Continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord. Continue to use the resources you do have to advance the kingdom of God. Continue to believe God for your children and your grandchildren and the others that have not yet come to know God like you do. God is calling each one of us to glean these beautiful principles and encourage us from Joshua's life, apply them to our present life, and to walk in them by faith. Amen? Amen. We're going to open the altars. If you need prayer or if you just want to come and pray, please do. We're going to march on together. Stand with me, please, as we close in prayer and sing our final song. Oh, hallelujah. I encourage you, if you've never spent a lot of time in the first chapter of Joshua, spend some time meditating on it during this next week. Put your name in there. Put your name in there. Read it to yourself. Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit reading those verses to you. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord, your God, is with you wherever you go. And with that, we find strength. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the inspiring story and the many, many powerful principles and promises that we can claim for our walk of faith. We thank you for this life of Joshua that gives us a good example of a man of God who did the will of God, faced the enemies of God, but trusted you and you blessed him. Help us, Lord, to walk this out in our lives. Give us the spirit to advance. Free us from complacency or casualness. Free us from anything that wants to surrender to the status quo. But stir within us a fresh fight of faith to believe, to expect, to be willing to step out, reach forward for the prize, to face whatever would get in our way, Knowing the Lord is with us and the Lord is for us. If God be for us, none can be against. Father, give us the spirit to be a productive people. To a people that are growing and maturing. Never satisfied, but always yearning to know the Lord better. Always yearning to go a little deeper in our personal walk with Jesus. Now, Father, I pray that you'd bless these dear ones. Let fresh fire fall upon the altar of our hearts. And, Lord, I pray for those that might be in a place of transition, might be in a place of decision, that, Lord, they would be able to pause and look to you 
and get clear understanding that you would speak to them clearly that your peace would work like that governor within their hearts that they would know with a clear assurance this is the way walk ye in it if it's a mountain climb it if it's an enemy overcome it if it's a watery Jordan step over it but trust and believe and follow the leading of your God and your King and it will go well with you. Now, Father, bless this altar time in Jesus' name and everyone said, sing this song one time through before you go. If you need prayer, please come and God will touch you. Mm-hmm.